Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante, along with T. Frank Carr. T. Frank, how you doing this week? Doing well. How are you doing, Jim? Not too bad, not too bad. It's the off season, but there's still so much to talk about, which is great for us, of course. Uh, trying to get you out all the Penn State content that we can. And I was really interested, the last week or two, you've done a couple articles that I really enjoyed uh, for On3. And I think it's a fun premise where you're taking recruits from the 23 class at a position group and you're forming, say, we're going to do the offensive line this first segment. You're forming the offensive line for the class of 23, which it's a lot of fun. It's a great read. Check it out if you get the chance. But I'd like to talk to you about it here in our first segment. And amazingly enough with this class of 23, the offensive line is actually interesting it's loaded with quality and yeah. quantity. And for those who really like to beat up the offensive line at Penn State, sorry, I don't think there's much to complain about. And l- let's start at the very beginning. First commit of the 23 class, Alex Birchmeyer, 6'6", 275, depending on which service you look at. He's a five-star interior offensive lineman. What a great way to start, huh, T. Frank? Yeah. Uh, early on was one of the top players in the class of 2023 and has remained there. So on three put out their top 300 this week, and he was 32. So that's a great place to start for an interior offensive lineman. Uh, kind of the way it works in recruiting is if you're not a tackle or you don't have tackle uh, potential, it's hard to get a fifth star. So he's a five-star athlete. Um, he's a five-star football player. When it comes to his technical ability, he is up there with some of the guys that I've gushed about previously. He is on the land and Tangwall level of technical ability in high school, and the the violence and the ability he plays with accentuates those things. So he he does a great job of accentuating his natural physical skills by just playing the position the right way. Um, he's also an all state wrestler. He's won, I think two state championships in Virginia. So if you're looking, if you're just checking boxes of like, is this guy going to be a great offensive lineman? He's got all of those things already checked off. Um, heading into his senior year, just needs to get bigger, needs to get stronger, needs to continue his trajectory, but a phenomenal offensive lineman. And when I was doing the, the, um, the building an offensive line out of the players in the class of 2023, There are four of them, so you can almost get a full offensive line, but not quite. So I put him at center in this situation um, because I think he can play there going forward. I mean, he might be a pro center, and uh, if you had to pick, you want somebody at center. You want to start your offensive line on the interior at the center position because, as we've seen, when Penn State doesn't have a good one, um, they tend to struggle, especially when teams now are kind of the vogue and the trend is that tight front where you've got three interior defenders on the offensive line and somebody over the nose of the center. You need to have somebody with power and violence to be able to make a difference against a 325-pound nose tackle. And, and Alex Birchmeyer has the DNA to be that guy at the next level. Now, you said 
based on the group, the four that are already committed, um, that you would put them at center. But in the real world where there's going to be players from earlier classes and later classes, do you see him as a center or a guard? I don't care. <laughs> Get him on the football <laughs> field. I think he might. I, he could start at guard early on, and then once um, you know he's in his second or third year, move over to center to be kind of give him time to work in from the mental aspect of learning how to set protections and all those things in the offense, learning the offense and stuff like that. Um, that 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 is. I don't. I, I guess I don't have a preference there. I just. I think that he's a. He's an interior player for sure, and he's in a very high ceiling player. When it comes to the center position, I. He might ultimately end up there. I've heard some things that that's where they project him, but it's a projection that is a long way. You know, like it's a long ways away. So we'll see what happens. If he continues to grow, uh, then we'll have conversations about guard or, or whatever. But. I think in the same sense of Landon Tangwall can play five positions on the offensive line, Alex Birchmeyer can play, with his pad level, he can play any three on the interior. So it's it's just about what you want and what you need. Gotcha. And there does seem to be a tendency at Penn State, at least, and I'm sure in a lot of other schools, you want the veteran at center. So it may yeah. be begin your career at guard and finish it at center. The second huge building block of this class is Javen Williams. He's the tackle from Reading, 6'4", 285. He just seems to be flying up the rankings. Yep. And, and, again, another huge foundation piece, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and he is – so speaking of our on-three update, he is the 11th overall player in the nation. So a five-star prospect, and the difference between the two, between Birchmeyer and Williams, is that, first off, uh, Javen is not 17 yet. So the potential to still grow and get bigger and turn into that tackle because he's got the length – he's got the reach already, but it's just about some of the other – small details about you know is he is he truly tall enough is he truly have the 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 elite foot speed and are there other guys in the class that might be able to fill that again he's a guy that can play four positions he literally plays four positions for while missing so he played both tackle positions both guard positions because they have a field boundary system in their wing offense i was actually talking to ross about this of the difference of their offense and how they play they don't play sides they play the offensive line flips kind of like the defense so he's learned both positions like learning how to play left-handed right-handed and he looks natural doing all of it he's a super athlete in space, running, power, physicality, pad level, athleticism. Um, there are some really good players in this offensive line class, and he's the most complete from an athletic standpoint and from a, you know, he's still, the technical side is still coming for him because he's in a very specific offense where he's learning and mastering old school run blocking. Is is basically what it is, you know. It's it's a wing it's a wing offense, so it's not like he's pass protecting a whole lot, but those skills are apparent in his game. So the projection there is not necessarily about his uh, ability to do it, just the time it takes to learn how to do those things. And he's a self-motivated kid. He's, again, hyper-athletic. And those the learning process goes on, you know, athletically as well. And he seems to pick things up pretty quickly. So he is, a, I put him at left tackle in my building of the offensive line. But he again, he could play left guard, he could play right guard, he could play right tackle, he could play... I think anywhere but center is reasonable for Javen Williams. And to 
have that level of an athlete on the offensive line, that's why I put him at the left side, even though there are other players in the class that play tackle or are tackle prospects, pure tackle prospects. And you mentioned our buddy Ross, who um, talked to us about uh, Javen, and the offense he plays in right now, as you mentioned, very much run-oriented. The pass protection side is just a matter of experience and getting a chance to work at it. Uh, next up is Joshua Miller, 6'5", 320, um, from Virginia. Where do you have him lining up in your uh, hypothetical offensive line? So I have him at right guard. Um, I actually talked to him this week on the show, and he is an awesome kid. Holy cow. Uh, I was blown away, but I, I had a friend text me, and he's like, this dude's more mature than I am. And, like, we both are in our 30s. So that that it's just a great sign because I always say you can see most of what you need to know about a football player on the field based on what they do. Uh, and and I was immediately impressed with with Josh's uh, technical abilities. He's 320 pounds. He is built like a guard. He's built like an NFL guard, and he plays right tackle for his high school. Um, the projection is up to the interior, but he when I talked to him, he's like, I'll line up anywhere. It didn't sound like he wanted to move from tackle, but um, you know, I, with his technique and and his his uh, pass protection skills, I think he's the most polished pass protector of the class. Um, and, and I'm including Alex Birchmeyer in that, but you know he plays on the interior. It's it's a little different. There, there's more stresses. There's more things on on the perimeter that are going to show those things from from a guy like um, like Miller. So the real thing about him though is that he's 315, 320 pounds. He's six foot four. He has some of the lowest pad level and the best drive I've seen. So he he will be on this on this line on this hypothetical line. He's the muscle. He's the mauler. He's the guy that's going to sit next to Alex Birchmeyer and root those defensive tackles out. His quickness and his burst off the line of scrimmage make me think that he's going to be able to get to the second level and make a tangible difference on linebackers and safeties and hit guys in space. He is primarily a power player. He'd be great in a gap scheme, but he's got the quickness to play in the zone or gap. And Penn State rides that line between the two, at least historically. So he's a huge get. And I and I, he's not ranked in our 300. And I, you know, I, I, I there's a bias there because I've talked to him and I've watched his game in depth, but... I think he's a dark horse. I think he's just as good from an overall sense as the other guys in this class. Maybe the athleticism, the high-end superstar traits are not there. But, you know, again, if we're going, I'm looking at these guys, and I think all three of them could play in the NFL. Like, they've got pro potential if they continue to play the way they are and develop the way they are. And I just, this is a great start to that class. Very exciting. Let's get to the fourth commit, Anthony Donka, three-star Listed as a tackle out of Virginia. Let's get through him quickly because I want to ask you about other possibilities on the line. Sure. Uh, super long arms. Uh, really great athlete. Has put in the time. Very smart kid as well. Haven't had a chance to talk to him, but I know he's got an awesome GPA. Uh, for me, it's just about he's a little muscle bound. He looks like a kid who's put in a lot of work in the weight room. He's a little bit stiff. So if he's a tackle prospect, I see him as a right tackle. I want to watch his development. He's And from a run blocking perspective, technically, he's great. But there's a lot of, I, I think there's a, a little more 
to sand off there when it comes to his technical side and then some of the athleticism. There's there's some gaps that I think he can work on uh, this offseason to be a little more fluid and uh, a little bit better when it comes to hitting targets in space. Now, that's four guys, which is, you know, very good to start, but it looks like there's space for one or two more guys to come in. What are some of the names we should be aware of that could complete this offensive line of yours? So there's a, there's a couple of guys. Um, most of them are pure tackle prospects, and I'd say the, the highest uh, end of those that maybe the the best possible opp- uh, opportunity would be Samson Okunlola from the Thayer Academy in Massachusetts. He is uh, on the level of Javen Williams as far as athleticism on the offensive line, power, violence. I, I haven't done as much work on him, but his you know it, it's it's Massachusetts, so there's always that like what's the level of competition there. But looks right. Quick feet, explosive. Uh, he would be one that could push one of those interior, those those tweener guys to the interior. Uh, and then Evan Link from Gonzaga is another one that Penn State's in with and is a is a really uh, athletic left tackle prospect. Who I was just watching this morning. I think there's some there's some really good potential there. Would be a really great fit to round out this class. Fantastic, T. Frank. You got me all excited about the offensive line. How about that? That's what I Something do. Something for all of us to look forward to. And speaking of looking forward, quarter number two, we're going to talk linebackers for the class of 23. Stick around. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout. 